And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Um, yeah, I like to dance. My friends come with the Tower of Terror because they're never really sure when I'm going to drop it. Bow! Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, February 3rd. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tass? We got our Top Shot Hot Boy looking like Cameron today. <laughs> Horse and carriage uh, is for hire. What's up, Trey Kirby? Ayo. Ayo. What a look. We've got the International Man of Mystery taking it to the max. Lielis. Friends. Mm. Mm. And last, certainly not least, over yonder, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. If you're looking for the FIBA stream team, that's a whole other feed. This is the No Dunk stream team. Uh, subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. We hit you with a beach stepping podcast yesterday. If you haven't had a chance to go check that out. Lots of LARFs. Tons of LARFs on that one. Great questions, too, that you guys sent in. Talking about underperforming role players and forgotten playoff performances. Mm from years past. So go check that out if you haven't. That new Beach Steppin' podcast available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. And uh, finally, hey, stay on me, JD. Go grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Hey. No, JD, stay on me. <laughs> hey. Thank you. Um, yes, this new uh, No Dunks rock t-shirt available over at nodunks.com. Okay, on today's show, we're going to... Uh, we'll, well, we'll get into Harden saying he's not concerned about the Nets, mm -hmm. and I want to ask you guys whether he's wrong. Uh, we're going to talk about the dunk contest participants uh, that we uh, didn't get to yesterday, but we'll touch on those. And a whole lot more. We'll get to the games as well, but we had a wedgie, guys. Wedgie number 25 last night. Simons. That's right, yes. The uh, <laughs> top shot wedgie king himself. Anthony Simons with the Blazers. Yeah, just a classic wedgie. Sort of like a little floater layup. Nice one. Over Dwight. Sticks it there on the right side. Good stuff. And uh, yeah, that's number 25 on the season halfway to 50 Ooh. which feels good <laughs> like to see the pace pick up a little bit were we at like 72 at one point uh, or something what like that? the pace yeah yeah and wow. we started strong early days wow but that's okay 25 wedgies okay let's get to the games <clears throat> jackson john morant lead the grizzlies past the knicks 120 to 108 lee you're always talking about the grizzlies you're always cutting clips and jam yeah. on twitter oh, i am and he had a couple more last night i did uh that atmosphere the garden was a bopping last night bopping. absolutely bopping i mean <laughs> like, like there is something Hello, <laughs> there is just something different about madison square garden because it was a big show last night jar morant the hottest sort of story in the league right now was coming to town was he going to put on a show he did to a point but he wasn't the star for the grizzlies last night i think jaron jackson jr was the star last night he was in incredible and he had 26 and 10 himself hit some big threes what about the handle on jaron jackson jr for a guy six yeah. foot 11 he had a steve nash dribble the ball in don't get your other hand on the ball to pick it up flicked it off the uh, off the rim he went inside against mitchell robinson sort of spun him around then flinged it over his shoulder and hit a huge three as well late in this game and that i think is also the key here the knicks this wasn't a blowout it wasn't it, it, it was a double digit game for a lot of it. it wasn't one of those traditional blowouts like the knicks made it close they got it to six in the fourth quarter they got it to five in the fourth quarter but what happened after that every time it sort of um Every time they had a chance to maybe get it into a one or two possession game, something happened and it went against the Knicks. Mitchell Robinson blocks a jar layup, he, but then he throws it away on the fast yeah. break. Jar comes down, turns into a Jaron Jackson three. It was down to uh, six. Jar Morant misses a floater. It found its way to Desmond Bain. He hits a three. The Knicks basically force a turnover. It went to Zaire Williams. 
Williams, and he, I keep, I want to say Zion Williamson, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Zion Williamson. Yeah, he hits a long two. And then the Knicks poked the ball loose, and it ended up in Bain's hands again, who Bain didn't shoot the ball well last night, but he hit huge ones late. He hits another three. So Ja Moran himself, 9 for 27 from the field last night, 23 points, 0 for 6 from 3. He had his usual bag of highlights, all the sort of trickery and magic that we love to see from him. But honestly... It was Jaron Jackson. It was Zaire Williams. Brandon Clark, I thought, was really, really good for them off the bench. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about the Raptors, how they're basically playing six and a half guys right now. Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies are playing basically 10 deep. If you're playing more than 10 minutes, I think that counts as a, as a, a legit yeah. rotation in, player. In a close game. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and that's the thing with Taylor Jenkins. He's he's relying on everybody on that team to come out. Tyus Jones has had really good moments this season. Didn't have a huge game last night. But when he was out there, he made an impact. Gets a basket. Creates some things for the, uh, for the uh, Grizzlies. So the Knicks... Mitchell Robinson had a really good game. You can see how important he is for what New York does. Eight blocks last night. At both ends of the floor, he's he's active. But Stephen Adams had eight offensive rebounds himself last night. Only two points. But it just shows, again, that the Grizzlies create so many more second opportunities. And when guys are hitting those threes, they're just backbreakers. The Knicks weren't able to get to that point where it's like, okay, two, three stops in a row, and then go down the other end and score themselves. Fournier, I thought, was good. He's been he, He's the one who sort of bails them out of a lot of stuff. But even he sort of couldn't do it for them last night. So Julius Randle nearly had a triple-double. It did not feel like that. He's just sort of really out of sync right now. But honestly, a really fun, entertaining game. Mm-hmm. I thought it was uh, – it sort of lived up to the hype. I thought it was closer than it felt, even though the uh, Grizzlies were clearly the better team. What do you think? What did I think? I think uh, John Morant and Desmond Bain, even though they had a, a poor game combined – they, they just couldn't shoot the ball. Morant was able to control this game and get his other guys off. So that's a special night for a Grizzlies team that combined Morant and Bain shot 13 of 45, 28% of their shots, and they still win. Why? Because Jaron Jackson shows up. And I, I think we can call him Jaron Jackson from now on. It's, it's great really? when a, a son uh, of an, a guy who played in the NBA is already better. And so he can take the title of Jaron Jackson. We don't need to throw in that junior and just waste time here and say Jaron Jackson Jr. for the rest of his career. Jaron Jackson Sr., champ and all that, had a long career. But we can just call J.J. Jaron Jackson 26-10 and 10 in this one. The defense, obviously, if he can develop a, a mid-range game, a little bit of a back-to-the-basket game, which hasn't come along quite yet, that's where the ceiling of this team gets even higher. Uh, and if Zaire Williams develops into a, a, a great player, that's where the ceiling of this team gets even higher. So uh, Morant was able to set those guys up, and he obviously is encouraging those guys to be incredible. It was a great uh, Zaire Williams post-game interview where he gets the interview 9 of 11, and the guy who's sitting 7 feet behind him just being his cheerleader is John Morant, just being there, excited for him listening to everything he's got to say and then when inevitably Brevin Knight who's who's doing the interview calls him in and says hey get in here John Morant get in here we we want we want the star power in this interview John excuse me just talks about Zaire Williams he just talks about a genuine answer about how hard he's working so he's got that cheerleader in his corner so the rook from Stanford hopefully can get even better but those those guys yeah they were able to win they show that the Knicks uh, the Grizzlies have far more top-end depth at this point with Jaron Jackson Jr. and Zaire Williams. So if those guys can keep it going, this could be a team that's around for a long time. And and that's who they're banking on. They're banking on Rant and Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Zaire Williams as their, their guys for the future. We had a little altercation, I guess, if you want to call it that, too, with uh, Randall trying to stick his head into the... Uh Grizzlies little huddle on the sidelines, and then a bunch of like, "Hey, you get out of here!" You know, hey, you said, what are you doing here. over here? And uh, it led to at least some great quotes after the game uh, because you know the Grizzlies are asked about this, and they talk a lot of trash. Mm-hmm. This is no secret. And John Morant said, "Quote." We run up the chimney. We ain't ducking no smoke. <laughs> Sounds like a Cameron lyric, maybe. There. <laughs> Is that a saying? I, I've like, never did he, heard did that he like coin it. that right then and there? We run up the chimney. I don't know. I don't know either. But if he did, it's like kind of in a line with Zach Randolph and Tony Allen back in the day. Yeah. Right? Like we got it out of the mud. Uh, we're about that action, boss. Wasn't that a Zach Randolph's <laughs> yeah. thing? They are the next generation yeah. of grit and grind. You know, they they get after it all in the offensive glass. They force a lot of turnovers, and they will fight you if it comes down <laughs> to it. So you gotta love it. I think it's crazy. Like I never expected that this Grizzlies team would be this good this year. And I also didn't like when you look at him, Jaron Jackson Jr. Like he's more of a finesse big than he is a banging big. 
I've been really impressed with his handle, like you're saying. His dinker and dumper game, I think, has kind of come along a little bit this year. Um, but he's not a tough guy. Job Morant seems to be their tough guy. Obviously, Steven Adams is a tough guy. But they feel like the Grizzlies that were built around Randolph and Gasol. Uh, so to see them kind of already embrace that kind of identity for themselves is really, really cool. Yeah, I think Ja Morant right now, according to Vegas, is the odds-on favorite to win most improved. And I know there's been a lot of buzz for Desmond Bain, despite being a second-year player. You know how I feel about that. But Jaron Jackson Jr., <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, deserves some consideration, too. Now, if you look at his numbers compared to last year, they're not going to be like, whoa, he added 10 points per game, five boards or something like that. No, it's not that. It's somewhat similar. But defensively, yeah. and just the impact, like you said, in this game as a great example, um, he's improved. Uh, so I think he'll get the odd vote too. So you got three yeah. guys on this team that have like taken their game up a level. Maybe he can be like the Hawks when they won Player of the Month. You know, they, they, <laughs> oh, they, they give the Grizzlies most give improved teams. But um, yeah. I think the biggest thing with Jaron Jackson, he's obviously been on the court this year. Last that helps. Year. Yeah, yep. last year he was injured a lot, and they gave him the big contract. And you're like, you know, there's there's some risk there for a young guy being injured or like that. But even um, he was always like foul trouble prone uh, yeah, too. Yeah, take and, himself out of the game early. And yeah. he and he wasn't a traditional big. He was more yeah. a, a finesse big. He liked to be on the perimeter. So you what thought okay where is he where is he going to fall and right now and Mark Jones brought it up on the broadcast there last night where he had that move it's like he's been working on that handle and you can see not just the improvement like from the physical side from the mental side where he's like I can make this move mm -hmm. you know that to me shows that he's put the work in and he's got the confidence to make it happen so yeah it, this has uh, been huge for him and for the Grizzlies uh, John Morant tried to dunk on Mitchell mm. Robinson uh, somewhat late in this game Mitchell Robinson you know blocked him and got called for the foul you know there's contact up top um i saw you got into it with a worldwide wob though because you were like uh wow what you know would have been one of the best dunks we've seen in a long time yeah. you know john morant like cocks it back and yeah. really tries to hammer it in, in madison square garden too that always helps uh oh here it is right here yeah here it is because uh, no the, look the only thing is here like look at john morant's face on this one here because a lot of people are saying it was a clean block and i'm saying it's not clean if you hit him in the face right <laughs> so agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, Mitchell Robinson again. He was great last night with eight blocks, but you can't tell me that. You know, face right here. Yeah, look, he hits oh. him in the face. <laughs> yeah, and people are saying it's not even close. Look, the ball hits the rim out of his hand. Right. It's so, close. so I was gonna say. So Wab was saying, like, <laughs> come on, it's you know, you're, it's a bit of a reach to say he was close to. I guess yeah. talking about, but you yeah. disagree. Yeah. Oh well, I disagree. But yeah. it's also great listening to Wob because he's a big Knicks guy. Of yeah. course, you know, he his his emotions go up and down with the, with the team there. And I think <laughs> I think because I got I, a lot of people. Once he comments, then oh, sort oh, of boy. it just triggers all the other Knicks true, fans. True. And Wob's just, army. Yeah, basically, yeah. and uh, so many people were just sort of like, you know, why are you putting that up? Like. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it's fine, man. I just think it was an awesome play. And it was like LeBron when he nearly dunked on, on uh, Draymond Green in the finals. One of those ones. Like, right. you know, it was a foul. But it was like that highlight, the athleticism, you know, the dunker going up against the shot blocker. That's what we love about the game. Yeah. So, uh, But I think Wob was just having a bit of fun. I think he was just a bit bummed. I mean, the Knicks are, are not going too well. <laughs> no, but, they're uh, not. And they're going but, uh, on a five-game road trip, I yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. Here, uh, but Wob's uh, great. I mean, Wob's great for the game. He's great for the... Uh, <laughs> Twitterverse. <laughs> hey, listen, Wob's army. Wob's Lee Ellis, he ain't ducking no game. smoke. He runs up the chimney, too. <laughs> no, but it wasn't. It wasn't I, didn't, I didn't feel any hostility there I'm from uh, Wob. I, I thought, you know, like I say, the Knicks are frustrated right now. And yeah. So they, they want respect. And, and I tell you, I love Mitchell Robinson. I think he's a great player. And mm -hmm. I think if he can play like he did last night, the Knicks are going to win more games than they lose. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on... on uh, Grizzlies victory here over the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. All right. If not, we'll keep it going. Lots of games on last night. So next one, Celtics beat the Hornets. They overcome LaMelo Ball's career best. 38 points with uh, Eric Collins going bonkers. But Celtics get it done to us. Yeah, LaMelo was amazing. I, I, I can't believe LaMelo's growth in this league this quickly. Just didn't see it coming. But on the other side, maybe the Celtics are good. Maybe. Maybe. They're on a three-game yeah. win streak, and uh, there will be a team that surprises everybody in the second half, and the Celtics are in line to be that team, I think. They have 31 assists in this game, eight more than their season average, and the shot distribution in this one was the important thing, I think, for the Celtics have been talking about. Let's play together. Let's play together. Let's play together. Tatum had 16. Brown had 15. Richardson had 12, and Smart had 11. Pretty even mm. distribution. Stars get a few more, but not a 25 to 30 shot night for Tatum or Brown. And uh, everybody, everybody seeing 
that the Celtics are sharing the ball. Even our friend Cheeve, who's up in the upper bowl <laughs> watching this game, he tweeted in, Tatum and Brown combining for 14 assists so far. They even got more after that. It's been nice to watch the season move the ball a bit more tonight mm. as he tweeted in. You're right, Chief. You're right. And I think the open shots uh, you know, for their, for their next guys, the third and fourth guys, Marcus Smart, were going in because they were open shots. Seven for 11 for Marcus Smart. Mm. Jason Richardson, also known as Josh Richardson, eight of 12. <laughs> he was banging home shots. Uh, he, so that those those were wide open because they were moving the ball. They have a good defense. They've won three in a row. They're three games above 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, have, they have the recipe for a good team. And uh, the, so the the big uh, the big tradable asset they have seven days before the deadline is Marcus Smart going to be moved because they need a point guard. Not if they play like this. They say no. They say, no, we're going to keep him around and, and, and tinker around the edges. But right now, uh, yeah, they had everybody going, even though LaMelo was uh, – I mean, that's uh, LaMelo's special. You talk about John Morant's quote. LaMelo Ball had a recent quote when, when he was asked about – who he modeled his game after? He said, "Me." Yeah, <laughs> he said, "Me." I, always, I hate those answers. <laughs> he said, "He said I played video games, and I played the video games, and, and what I did in the video games, I, I, I looked at it. I said, all right, I'll go do it outside.' So that's not a real person, maybe. And then he threw in Jamal Crawford, sort of. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, as it, but but maybe it's a different generation. Maybe players model their games after 2K. But they're but the 2K is modeled yeah. after them. Yeah, that really makes you think. It's, it is. It's a whole other it's a meta it's a meta situation but uh they're not real people that lamella ball has looked at how many games has lamella ball watched like nba games has lamella ball watched or did he just simulate seasons and watch that and take those moves so that's who lamella ball that's who lamella ball models his game after i mean he is so unique i guess it's jamal crawford uh but the guy is just he's just the flinger of the flings he just he just doesn't have anything that's typical I mean, what, what's typical about the dude? I mean, he's he's just, he's, all his forms are different. <laughs> I guess they're video games. Yeah. Uh, this, back to the Celtics for a second. They have won 10 of 14 here, and I think they have the best defense in the league since around Christmas, or at least into the new year. So they have that going for them again. And then I thought, like, this was a close game. I mean, the, the Hornets hit some big shots. Like I said, mm. Collins was going berserk. I oh, PJ yeah. Washington hit a three. Terry Rozier hit a three. I mean, it was back and forth there. And then... There was a play where Jalen Brown, I think there was maybe less than a minute to go, mm-hmm. and it's a very close game. Awesome defense from the Hornets, I thought, for like 23 seconds out of the 24. And then Brown just bailed them out with a very, very difficult sort of like little turnaround fade. Like a huge, huge shot, but the Hornets had played it well. And then Tatum, another one, like he drove and got to the line, stuff like that. And they hit their free throws at mm-hmm. the end, too, to, to, to ice the game. But uh, anything to add? Oh, these two teams have had pretty good battles this season. It always feels like they match up pretty well yeah. against each other. I think the Celtics have the better singular talent there in, in Tatum and Brown, sure. but maybe collectively the Hornets have a little bit more, a little bit more sort of balance across the board. But yeah, uh, Eric Collins, man, it's it's when Terry Rozier hit that three, a former Celtic in the garden there, he was just going crazy. And uh, it was fun. It was fun. So I do think that these two teams, it would be a great matchup in the playoffs. I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure who, who I'd pick right Take now. Take us back to the uh, 93, yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, first yeah, uh, Hornets ever t- uh, first playoff victory by them, series victory. So, yeah. But, yeah, it, I don't know with the Celtics, though. I mean, Tass keeps on saying they're, the, uh, they're a classic 500 team, so they're three up right now. <laughs> Does that mean they're just going to fall back? They're going to regress? Or are they maybe a little bit better than, uh, than we've seen from them this season so far? Yeah. Robert Williams, too, had a huge play in this where – uh, it, the ball found its way to P.J. Washington, who was going to let that three go. Again, tight game, and uh, he had closed out on it, and that guy is huge. And just like, I think they even said on the broadcast, he could have blocked it with his forehead. Hmm. Uh, like, it's just no, like, that would be cool. like a header block, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he just smothered it, and then it went to Tatum and, again, helped him uh, get the victory. Anything to add, though, TK? Well, the only thing I would really add is that I think it's pretty cool that Chiefs tweet, the timestamp said, from TD Garden. Mm-hmm. So that's respect on the to them. scene. Yeah, 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 on the scene, Chiefs are corresponding. No our no dumb spies. Correspond- <laughs> <laughs> uh, the no spies. That's right. Uh, but will the Celtics be able to keep it up for a little? I think so. They got the Pistons and Magic up next. Then they play at the Nets. You never know what you're getting with Brooklyn right now. Things maybe get a little uh, tougher right before the All-Star break. They'll have the Nuggets, Hawks, Sixers. So the Celtics might be able to claw themselves into a top six. At the very least, I would think they are the team to beat in the play-in tournament. Them and the Raptors. I mean, there could be some decent games in the play-in tournament this year. Seemed like that might be the case last year, and it was like blowout central. But these teams right now are all pretty packed in tight. 
Let's go to our next game. Kuzma and Spencer Dinwiddie lead the Wizards past the Sixers. Stunned them, I guess, some would say. Uh, 106-103. <laughs> I say that because, you know, Embiid's playing and mm-hmm. Kuzma coming up uh, in the clutch. Yeah, kick to the gut. <laughs> Felt like a little bit of a stunner because I thought the 76ers should and would win this game with right. the way Joel Embiid was playing. He was just eating Daniel Gafford for lunch. 27 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists for Embiid. And it was like, if he wasn't too strong for Gafford, he was too fast for him. If he wasn't too fast for him, he was too skilled for him. He was scoring every single time it felt like that he got the ball, but the Wizards just kept battling. Spencer Dinwiddie was living in the lane, his first career triple-double. He had 14 points, which he said just came because he shot the ball a lot, but he also had 12 (laughs) rebounds and, more importantly, 10 assists, including setting up Montrez Harrell for a deep floater, like a (laughs) 16-foot, one-handed push-shot floater, to which Montrez Harrell then blew kisses to yeah, the crowd, yeah. which I thought was great. The Sixers, though, still had a chance to win it. They got to stop down two. Tobias Harris grabs a rebound with about 16 seconds left. There's a lot of jostling, a lot of rumbling and tumbling. Somehow the Sixers actually get the ball past half court. Ends up with Embiid grabbing the ball. Left wing, pretty close to half court, about 12 seconds left. He makes a move to the hoop. Euro steps, goes up to the hoop. Kuzma blocks it from behind. Clutch Kuz. Great block, but honestly, Doc Rivers should have called timeout. They had a timeout left. They should have called it when there was 12 seconds left after all of that scrambling. I love to not call a timeout when you get a stop. It's like the defense isn't set. Go and try to score. But that only works if, like, you have an advantage. And they didn't have an advantage at that time. I thought that's a time. Definitely call a timeout. Get a play to get and beat a shot. I know he got to the rim, but that was a tough shot. And a great play by Kuzma. Pretty crazy stuff. No Bradley Beal for the Wizards Mm. last night. (laughs) Wizards are 17 and 23 with Beal on the court. 7 and 4 when he sits. <laughs> Do you remember the end of the John Wall era in uh, Washington? Every time he would sit, Bradley Beal is like, we played great tonight. Everybody eats. Guess what happens when Bradley Beal sits? Mm. Everybody eats. Mm. Interesting. I don't know. Only a week until the trade deadline. He gone. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. He's going to be out for a little bit longer, they're saying, yeah. for sure. With the They'll probably keep winning. Going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Lily? Yeah, well, I think the uh, Sixers probably went into this game thinking the Wizards sort of have, they've had their high watermark. This is going to be a win for us. And they just didn't really get up for it at the start. Wizards took advantage. And Montrose Harrell, former sixth man of the year, had 10 of his 14 in that fourth quarter, just doing what won him that award, you know, grabbing the ball, going at the hoop, flicking it, flinging it, dinging it, donging it, I don't know, whatever he was doing there. But he Bobbing scored it. though. But it, but that's what Montrez did to win the award. He was just a scorer. Uh, and, and he did that for them last night there. And uh, that's the thing with the, the Wizards. They This looked much more like their early season form and probably a little bit like the Sixers as well, where they're a little bit disjointed and just yeah. not quite into it. So uh, good performance again from Maxi. Uh, he's great. Uh, Worldwide Wob had a good tweet about him saying that uh, <laughs> he doesn't want Ben Simmons coming back anytime soon because he's playing really, really well. And uh, yeah, I think this is one you can look at the Sixers and just say they just let this one slip and weren't locked in from the start and it ended up paying the, they ended up paying the price. We already showed you the wedgie from uh, the Blazers-Lakers game, but let's talk about it in a little more detail. Anthony Davis with 30 as they rallied to beat the Trailblazers, Stas. Yeah, this is uh, just an example of Anthony Davis being the best player on the floor. He was able to be on the floor for most of the game, and that's why people get a little bit worried if you're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers and and really the uh, the recipe is can their best players be on the floor no LeBron in this one but if LeBron were to join Anthony Davis how do you match up how do you play this team it's exactly what happened in the playoffs last year Phoenix had a healthier team and the Lakers were you know half of themselves really and and now Phoenix for instance, is able to run away with the regular season. They're playing all together, and the Lakers are still middling. They're still trying to find their way. So Anthony Davis it looked like it was going to go that direction again. He had to leave the game in the first quarter. He asked to be taken out after Yusuf Nurkic sort of boarded by him, and he was limping. Mm-hmm. And it just looks like, all right, here we go. This could be uh, another huge blip in the Lakers' season where they could drop out of the playing tournament. But he comes back and is clearly the best player on the floor, and that's why they win this basketball game. And that's why uh, if LeBron comes back after the trade deadline or whenever he comes back, uh, it should be, it should be fairly soon. I, you know, it's still it's still a scary team to play when they want to play together. And so I think really the the uh, the lesson from this game is Anthony Davis is the best player on the floor, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they won the yes. game. Otherwise, <laughs> I mean, he put together a good game. He put together a solid game. If he's re- if he can put together you know these thirty point 
type performances for a couple months, the Lakers are a team nobody wants to play because LeBron will be there uh, come playoff time. But it also allows LeBron to chill a little bit um, while Anthony Davis is playing well mm-hmm. and LeBron to get healthy because his knee is it's bugging him uh, apparently and I guess that's what age does as much as he is a god and uh, he you know people will say oh, he's proven that uh, he can beat father time that knee I'm sure is just it's father time uh, you know he's going to be the leading scorer in the NBA when it's all said and done he's going to play with Bronny Jr. when it's all said and done he's going to take the proper rest when it's all said and done but uh he can't play night in, night out, and he needs Anthony Davis. Lakers were helped out definitely by getting a mellow game, mm. too, who is on fire. Uh, 8 of 12 overall and five three-pointers. Uh, 24 points off the bench from Melo. Yeah, you know, it's few and far between, Lee, but it does happen. He still got it, and, uh, you know, he was on last night. And that those were huge points. Yeah. I mean, you know, in a, in a close game, even though AD was living at the line and stuff like that. Yeah, he played 33 minutes, which I think is you don't want Melo having to play right. 33 yeah, minutes. Yeah. If he can sort of give you that sort of production in, in 15, 20 minutes, that's better for the Lakers because if you're relying on him at 37 to uh, provide that sort of input, it's going to it's gonna cost them as well. Uh, but it's against the Blazers too. Let's not forget that. The Blazers, uh, it's been a rough season. Oh. You know, the Lakers... I mean, they still had to sort of fight to get out of this, and they did, but they should beat the Blazers. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much really else to say. When Anthony Anthony Davis looked like this against Philadelphia, even though they lost last Mm -hmm. week, where it's just like, okay, there's not really much anyone can do. It's just the Blazers aren't the Sixers, and the Sixers just have uh, a better team. So... uh, that's about it, really. It came mm-hmm. down to Anthony Davis saying, I am I am better getting to the free throw line as well, which is important. Mm-hmm. Next game, Dort Hot in overtime. Love saying that. Dort, Dort Hot uh, to lead the Thunder past the Mavericks 121-14. I knew it. <laughs> I told you when we did our pick them yesterday. Oh, God, I overthought this one. Watch the Thunder win. Yeah, they won. Second consecutive uh, victory here. First time they've done that in a long time uh, since... Before Christmas, the Thunder had a little three-game winning streak. But back-to-back victories here. Dort was huge in overtime. He had 14 uh, points of the 17 in the extra frame. And it was his second uh, 30-point game of the season. But the play I wanted to talk about, your Aussie mate, Josh Giddy, just with a beautiful inbounds pass to Kenrich Williams with about eight seconds to go. There was a little eye contact. Yeah. It was beauty. You could see it. There's like a clip going around. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Nice little clip. Yeah, little, Just little, a like, little bit of an eyeball. Little eyes yeah. go up. You know, hey, I, I got you. If you cut that way, I think there might be an opening. And... Just a gorgeous pass, nice finishes inside. I mean, even uh, even the Thunder like coaches were laughing about it because it yeah. wasn't the play. I mean, they drew up a play, whatever yeah. it was going to be. Um, that pass reminded me. It just was like that's a Ginobili pass, right? Yeah, that's what it, when I was watching. I was like, oh my god, that felt like a Ginobili yeah. pass. Just like sort of a ballsy pass, but right on pinpoint uh, diamond. Uh, that was it was just awesome. And so he played well. Trey Mann played well because mm-hmm. those guys without SGA, you know, they're the playmakers uh, of this squad. So nice victory from them. Yeah, um, Luca. People are sort of criticizing him too because he wasn't really paying attention. But yeah, he also. I think it's fair that he's like this ball's not going to my well, It's man. on the other side exactly. of the floor. Yeah. There's a million bodies in the way. Um, yeah, and he sort of, you know, he recovered, but it was just like that yeah. that split second which did cost them. But someone a few weeks ago actually sent me a DM and said, "Is Josh Giddy already the best inbounds passer in the NBA?" And I'm like, "I've <laughs> that's never, some I've, sicko shit." I know. I'm like, I've never considered like anyone to be the best inbounds passer, but he's had a couple of these sorts of ones. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, uh, it's great for him. But uh, yeah, this was a really impressive victory. Uh, Trey Mann. Man. Trey. Man. Wow. <laughs> that step back three he had on yeah. Luca where he lost him. Maybe he traveled, I'm not sure, but he just created so much space there and knocked it down. He did that a couple times. Six for eight for him from downtown. And you mentioned Doherty there, six for ten himself. So <laughs> those two guys, twelve for eighteen from three. Uh that's where the game was won. Yeah, the Thunder were just uh <laughs> better than well, the Mavericks. Yeah, the Thunder came into this game like dead last in field goal percentage, dead last in three-point percentage, but they shot the lights out last night. Mm-hmm. 48% overall and then really good from uh, downtown. 45.9% from three tasks as uh, they sort of, you know, they shocked the Mavs. Luka had a chance at the end. I didn't love, you know, yeah. Luka's hit that before. Yeah. yeah, He had 40 in this game. I'm talking about like, just like, I'm not attacking. Yeah. I'm just hitting you with a step back three from that left side and it came up short and he said both the defensive play and that offensive shot he's like I sort of blew it at the end of regulation yeah I mean that's right Luca's got that sort of history of like okay that can be a shot but he had Trey Mann on him 
and he just had a size advantage. And yeah. it was like, you could have gotten a, probably a better look now. Certainly mm-hmm. a closer look. He didn't. He went for it. He missed it. And uh, and then they lost in overtime. So it's the way it goes. Yeah. So Dallas here uh, dropping a couple of games because they had been playing really, really well. Um, anything to add to the Thunder shocking the Mavs? Well, from the Thunder side, they've developed a couple of players. Trey Mann looks like he could be a player uh, that can create his own shot. And yeah, this, was pro- this was an anomaly of a night for him hitting six threes. But... Uh, him along with Dort who is special to watch I think in the league because there's just no football body like that guy in the league I I don't think I mean LeBron is LeBron for sure but Dort is smaller yeah but Derek Favors yeah taller (laughs) taller. giant Dort giant Dort big Dort yeah Um, yeah, he's the big Dort Uh, he's the uh, small Dort is the small Dort the uh, the, uh, what are those those tiny sized Dorts going around you know like uh Miniature doors that you see in the city. Oh, tiny, t- door. tiny doors. Tiny door ATL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wow. That's a big one. He's the tiny one. Uh, that's but, a funny tweet. but he's also monstrous. He's and so <clears throat> I just point those two guys out because if the uh, Sam Presti and the Oklahoma City Thunder are looking at this trade deadline and think about reloading on draft picks by trading those guys I'm just I'm already sickened to my stomach thinking about it but they better not trade either of those guys Um, and you know Kenrich Williams I think is the guy who's gettable but there's been some wild chatter about trading Lou Dort and I think that's ridiculous ridiculous (laughs) you got him on a Sam Presti like contract which is nothing he's paid he's getting you know he's underpaid Uh, but there's been talk about trading him when obviously any team would want him and uh, this is uh, this is just uh, I hate this time of year. If just you're an OKC fan, one. just find another Dort. Yeah, but he's good. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like you can find another Dort. You know, they found uh, Kenrich Williams. Like that's a, suddenly a guy nobody knew about who everybody wants to trade for. Thinks they'd be great for a winning team. Yeah, but he's an old man. We found out he's 27. <laughs> Lou Dort's a baby. Yeah, he's 22. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying it's hard for me to evaluate anybody who ever plays for the Thunder. I'm like Trey Mann. That guy shoots some weird floaters, Mm -hmm. and he had a great game, and he was playing incredibly well, but, like, you get to take any shot you want to when you play for the Thunder. So if you don't perform well, like, you're just like, oh, well, you're just on the Thunder. I I find it very hard to follow. I'm like, my favorite thing to watch with Giddy is, like, the diagonal passes. Like, that to me is his biggest strength, specifically is passing from one side of the court diagonally to the other. He had another one, uh, Manu style to a corner shooter. For a three-pointer, but I'm like, is Giddy? How good is Giddy? Is his <laughs> is his best skill a diagonal pass and inbounding, mm-hmm. or is he going to be like a legitimate? You can have him as a number one or number two kind yeah. of guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All I can see when I see him is Lincoln Doyle. Yeah. <laughs> wow, JD's son. He's yeah. got a he's nice. Got he's got a nice Lincoln Doyle look. He's got the like. locks yeah. for sure. He's got to work on the footwork. That that three-point pullback that he took that was blocked at the end of the game. His his feet were right together. He looked re- looked real odd. Like his feet mm-hmm. were like touching. Balance. Uh, so the yeah, he's got to work on the footwork on the shots, but the passing is oh. on one hundo. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's run through the other games from last night. Trey you got a line for everyone. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary Harris rallies the Magic to the one nineteen one eighteen victory over the Pacers. Gary Harris. That's a name I haven't heard in years. That's a forgettable guy, but nice game for Gary. Twenty two points on six of fifteen shooting. But it was really 6-for-11 shooting. He made six threes. Uh, he used to be in trade rumors all the time until he was finally traded in the Aaron Gordon deal. He's on a $20 million uh, contract right now that expires in the summer. Is that a guy other teams could be interested yeah. in? You know, like yeah. last year, it was a guy that people could be interested in. I don't think he's uh, really progressed the way a lot of people thought he would when he signed that big deal with the Nuggets. But seems like a solid player to me. So he's available. His contract expires. Terrence Ross's goes through next season. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Huh? I mean, look, if, you a want te- Gary if a team, or Terry? well, if a team like strikes out on like, oh, we can't get Eric Gordon. Is is Gary Harris like a a decent backup plan for a playoff? <laughs> he play? used to feel like he was that guy you yeah. would want, but you know, the fact that Nuggets gave him to the Magic and he hasn't really done anything there that he's gettable shows me that maybe he's not quite as good as we thought. You know. Did you know it was Gary Week in the NBA this week? <laughs> mm. Gary Trent Jr. and Gary Harris and stick around. 
Gary Bird. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rockets snapped the home skid with a 115-104 win over the Cavs. Yeah. A silly loss for the Cavs. They had no Darius Garland. Sometimes you lose to bad teams. We just saw the Mavericks lost to the Magic and the Thunder back to back. So, you know, it happens. This was the first home win, though, for Houston since December 8th. 21 for Christian Wood. 21 for Jalen Green. And 16 for Gary Bird. Mm. Yeah. Three deep threes. Went three for ten from the field. He is a streaky shooter. Yeah. Gary Bird really is. Yeah. Also, some huge dunks from Christian Wood and Alperin Shengun, both of them on or near Evan Mobley. I like what Coach Steven Silas said after the game. He said prior to uh, the tip-off, he listed each loss that the Rockets had had at home on a whiteboard, stressing the need to end the streak against the Cavs. And then he said, usually when I do stuff like that, they respond. Probably should have done it sooner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked. And he's like, yeah, I should have done That's this awesome. like three games prior. It's like, like, I was giving him all these tips and stuff. I should have just wrote a bunch of team names yeah. on the board. That would have worked. It worked. But a uh, nice win for the Rockets. Good stuff, guys. Jazz complete the season sweep over Denver 108-104. Much needed win for the Jazz. Just their third in 14 games. No Jokic or Gordon or... Porter Jr. or Murray, obviously, for the Nuggets. No Gobert, Mitchell, Clarkson, and a bunch of other guys (laughs) for the Jazz. So this was your classic Trent Forrest versus Bryn Forbes duel. (laughs) Forrest versus Forbes. Don't miss the Forrest for the Forbes. 18 for Trent, 26 for Bryn. Denver now is just two games up on the Timberwolves. Mm. They're struggling a little bit right now, and the Timberwolves are actually putting things together. Yep. I don't think it's all said and done who's going to be the sixth seed in the Western Conference. And uh, finally, I know we're going to talk about the Nets uh, after the break and whether we should be concerned about them. Harden says, don't worry about it. We're just missing our guys. But the Kings rallied in the fourth to hand Brooklyn their sixth straight loss, 112-101. Six straight losses for the Nets. That's the worst in the league right now. But they really didn't have a chance, as friend of the program Nick Friedel points out on Twitter, in a truly unique NBA moment. Steve Nash's <laughs> post-game press conference was delayed a few seconds because Coolio was outside the Nets press conference room telling Nash, every time I perform, the home team wins. Ten in a row. Kings. The Kings still have 12 home games left. Wow. They got to hire Coolio for all 12 of those uh, games. They're on a fantastic voyage with him uh, right now. Uh, Ten straight, I mean. Oh, you know. He's performing it. Uh, NBA games, mm. come on, let him let him be a part of the you Super wanna, Bowl. You want him? He's to from Cal. <laughs> he's from California. He's from Compton. Let him be a part of the Super Bowl. He shouldn't be at this level. You, I know it's cool, yo. But saying, uh, you want him to be doing something new? <laughs> Keep going, man. You got one yeah. more in you? Well, well, listen. If you're going to the Super Bowl, I'll see you when you get there. I'm going to. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, you're, right. you're a real OG, man. <laughs> Hanging in gangsters' paradise. Okay. Well, on that note, we're gonna take our first break. When we come back, we'll get to a little. Is this news? Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Back in the Classic Factory, I got some NBA headlines for you guys here and everybody joining us on the stream team. So let's do a little Is This News? Yes, first one. I teased it a little earlier. The Associated Press has it as Harden, then quote, there's no concern as Nets drop their sixth straight. Is this Newsly? Is he right? Uh, He's a veteran, so this is a standard response when a team goes through a bit of a funk like this. They're obviously missing Kevin Durant, but that's the whole thing with the Brooklyn Nets. Without Kevin Durant, they're not a contender. With Kevin Durant, they're a contender. Mm -hmm. When they get him back, you think he's still a couple of weeks away, not exactly sure right now, but that's the whole thing. This Brooklyn Nets team cannot 
I'm, I don't consider them at all a contender until he's back and they've got all their guys. They still can't defend. Over these last six games, they're 18th in defensive rating. Their offense is a little better, but it doesn't really matter when guys... And look, if you're losing to the Sacramento Kings, then that's a pretty Something's bad sign. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, but also I think James Harden's trying to deflect a little bit from himself. He had a stinker there last night. Four so, points. You know, yeah, four points, two of 11. And people are sort of like, where's your effort? Where's your attitude? Because he's starting to show a little bit like he was in Houston there where he's like, not really feeling it right now. His body language isn't great. So there's obviously the Kyrie Irving situation. He can't play home games. They've got a couple more on the road here. They've got Utah and then the Denver Nuggets. So And both of those teams are banged up. So they could sort of fall into a, vi- a win against one of those two teams. But uh, I, I would be concerned if I'm the Brooklyn Nets because uh, they are not staying afloat without Kevin Durant at all. And their star players really aren't performing to their best. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not all that impressed with the Nets right now. When asked uh, if the Nets needed a players-only meeting, <laughs> Harden said, I think we've done too much talking. And, uh, <laughs> so they need to do the opposite of that. Less talking, uh, better playing. But are you, know, are you concerned of the Nets' chances here? I mean, Kyrie's playing in this game. Harden's playing in this game. Yes, he's got a sore um, hand and he's got the hamstring injury, but it was a stinker there, and they do not look like a... You know, without Durant, definitely don't look like a team that can win a playoff series right now. Yeah, well, it's a funny thing. It's like the bottom is falling out when they're losing, and they could win the Eastern Conference when things are going right. And I think it's could be either of those scenarios. Right. And right now, Harden said, I think it's a little bit of everything. And he is bang on. I think it's just a whole glut of things going on. Harden's got a hamstring injury that goes back to last year when he had to leave in the playoffs. That's a problem. He's playing all the time. Uh, he hasn't been able to rest. He's the one guy of all of them that hasn't been able to rest uh, because he hasn't gotten injured, you know, fully injured and able to just sit out. And because Kyrie's not there the whole time. So that's a problem, too. Uh, they can't get on a roll with all their guys. That guy's got to get the shot if things are going to get better for this team. Uh, and, and, you know, they've got a couple months here. Kevin Durant, though, could be back in a week. He's supposed to get uh, reexamined this week. That could be back. That, that could be a, a huge determining factor. And, and I say there's a little bit of everything because Joe Harris hasn't played since November. They haven't got their role players right like they did last year. So that's a whole lot of issues to figure out over the next two months. At the same time, it's not crazy that they're still the favorite in the East. They're three and a half back of the one seed with all of these quote-unquote problems. And they could figure it out pretty quickly. <laughs> I, think, I think every single team from the Bulls, the Heat, uh, the Bucks, who really should be the favorites, uh, the, all those teams have little issues. And mm-hmm. so it's still wide open, and the Nets could be the favorite if they get it all together. And again, they went into the playoffs last year with their big three playing only eight games. But they had more role establishment last year, and they had Kyrie Irving playing every single game. So, yeah, they, I wouldn't consider them the favorite uh, right now, but they could easily be that in a month. It's looking eerily similar to me, uh, this Nets team, to the Lakers of last year. Because you said they're only three and a half back from the top seed in the East, true, but they're like one and a half out of the play-in. And like with all of these injuries and these guys and trying to find like their role players and who's playing and what is our starting five. I mean, they're starting five last night. It's like Harden, Kyrie, Claxton, Patty Kessler, Mills, Red Kessler. Red, yeah. yeah, it's a, you know, it's a little odd. But could what happened to, unfortunately, the Lakers last year where it's like they're the seventh seed and they're out in the first round. Could that happen here to Brooklyn? Or are you concerned at all, Trey? Or is Harden sort of right? Wait till we get our guys back and we're fine. Absolutely no concern. I'm with James Harden on this one because I think this is just what the Nets are. They're like a men's league team in the summer. You're never sure who's actually going to show up, but you're like, oh, well, we got five guys. I guess we can go out there and play. Um, the ma- fact of the matter is they do have Kevin Durant. He'll be back eventually. They're 24-12 and 12 when Durant plays, 5-10 and 10 when he doesn't. People were saying, should the Nets lose a whole bunch of games so they can be the road team on a playoff <laughs> play-in series or a playoff series? Now they have, and everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We didn't actually mean that. We were just joking when we right. suggested it, but I have zero concerns with this team. When Durant comes back, he's their best defensive player. He's their best offensive player. He's one of the two best in the league. They'll be fine. All right, let's hear from everybody in the stream team. Everybody listening later, you can tweet at us at NoDunkSanka. Any concern about the Brooklyn Nets or you like these guys? Ah, don't worry about it, like James Harden says. Our next one, CBS Sports 2022 NBA Slam Dunk Contest. We got our four participants, Jalen Green, Obi Toppin, Cole Anthony, and JTA, Juan Toscano-Anderson, to participate. These are the four 
Trey, is this news? Yeah, this is news because it's official. Love to see an official participant list. But like I've said, I'm trying to keep my expectations low. Mm -hmm. Not helped at all by Chuck Milan of Team Flight Brothers, a dunk coach who said, real talk, dunk contest about to be crazy. <laughs> Saw something I've never seen <laughs> yes, today. I heard that. Apparently it was Obi Toppin. Oh. Yes. He said he saw a dunk that he's never seen before. Hmm. Hmm. Dunk it with his feet. <laughs> Wow. If somebody does that, they'll get a 50, guaranteed. But honestly, <laughs> this is a nice crop. Let's take a look at this crop. <laughs> Jalen Green, I think this is his contest to lose. Yep, I think and he's I think the favorite. It, yeah, and the guy can get up. He's had some nice dunks uh, recently. And it's also, I think, great to get a really high pick into the contest. Number two in the draft this year. Uh, we've had trouble getting star power in the dunk contest recently, so I think this is really good. I'm still bullish on Obi Toppin in the dunk contest. Yep. I think he's one of the rare big guys who could actually win it. We'll see if he does. It's hard to look impressive sometimes when you're, I mean, he still jumps really high, but, you know, he's starting from higher as well, so maybe he's going to have to go feet on this one. <laughs> Cole Anthony, he's been throwing it down recently. He had a massive dunk against the Bulls, and he hung on the rim and was like, <laughs> to the point that the announcers were laughing at him, and he got a technical, so you know he's getting ready for the contest. And then Juan Toscano Anderson is also in it. <laughs> well, I don't so, know what to expect so from apparently, Juan Toscano Anderson. He's, Dray he's an athlete. Draymond Green, like... I don't want to say convinced him, but uh, I guess on the Dream on Green podcast, uh, he was doing his best to get all of the Warriors in this thing. Like, he was upset with Andrew Wiggins, tried to get him to go in it. Gary Payton second. Scott Hops, you know, as a small guy. Sure. Uh, and there's one more I'm forgetting. Who the heck was it? Um, oh, uh, Kaminga. Mm, he was trying yeah. to get the Rook to participate. Yeah. And so then, I guess one uh, JTA, let's call him that. It's a lot easier. Uh you know, asked Draymond Green, like, should I do it? And Draymond Green, I thought had a great answer. He's like, you'd be a fool not to do it because this is the one of the biggest stages in the NBA. The only other bigger stage is the NBA Finals, but that you're not a guarantee to play in that, mm. <laughs> uh, you know, when you're a guy like him. So why not? Everybody's watching on All-Star Weekend. You know, go make a name for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so... Draymond Green was trying to get all four uh, Warriors guys in it, <laughs> which, hey, good on him. I like yeah. these guys uh, having to be encouraged. But, yeah, JTA is the one name that you're like, oh, hmm, okay. Let's see. Let's see what he has. That's right. You never know. They're, they're all bouncy guys. Yeah. Are you I mean, are you excited at all or are you trying to lower your expectations? Uh, like it's, it's pretty much the same these days where it's like you just don't know. I thought last year Anthony Simons, I thought he was decent. You know, I watched. I rewatched the highlights from last year's dunk contest. Mm. Uh the three guys there was only three dunkers last year there's no fans it was a weird yeah, one yeah. you know um, it was Stanley from the Pacers remember yeah. him uh, Simon Cassius, and then yeah. Obi Toppin yeah the dunks were okay yeah that's what they I thought and yeah. um, Obi Toppin he's thrown <laughs> between the legs dunks in games yeah. on fast break so yeah. you know he's got athleticism there um, yeah uh, so good on him These, like I said yesterday or the day before if guys want to go in it, we have to encourage them because yeah. there's a bit of a stigma right now of people not wanting to go in it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we need to sort of get people to be like, no, I really want to go and put on a show and see what I can do. And that's why I love Cole Anthony in there. I'm excited to see what he's got. He's a confident guy. He's got a bit of flair about yeah. him. So, you know, maybe he can go out there and uh, give us something we haven't seen before. I wish Anthony Simons was defending the title because he did have good yeah. dunks. And uh, I always like the winner coming back in any of these yes. contests, as we've talked before, try to defend the crown. But uh, what did you think of these four tasks? You pumped? Well, I think uh, they've done a good job of lowering expectations because there is no real star power in this contest. And so... Yeah, you go. You got to go in with low expectations with all of these guys, really. And so anybody can take it. It's anybody's game. It's a wide open contest. I think um, as much as it is fun to watch the little guys like Jalen Green and Cole Anthony, Obi Toppin could definitely win this, and Wantus Kenner Anderson. He does mm -hmm. athletic things on a basketball floor. Yep. He, re he really does. Mm -hmm. He he is their spark plug in Golden State. He just turns it over a little too much, and you can turn it over. Um, during the slam dunk contest, it's fine. Just pick it up and go do a dunk. So, uh, yeah, I think I think the NBA, yeah, there's no there's no high expectation, especially coming off last year. Anybody can win this thing. Anybody can be the story on Saturday night. Draymond Green is smart though, telling his guys to go in it. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins never gone in it. No, right? nah, he wouldn't go in it. It's too you late. asked him about it, remember? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that was a painful question. Uh, did, did he actually verbally or he just sort of like... It was a, there was a noise. Yeah. Would you call Would you call a, 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 a verbatim? Was it a word? Not a word. It was a noise. And uh, he said, uh-uh. So he's not going in it now in year eight. It's it's no. just not cool enough. He, he, told, guys... he told Draymond, I guess, uh, this is Draymond saying on this podcast, like, yeah, he said he's too old. That's what we what? Can say. I mean, all NBA players, all NBA players think they're too old when they get to what he's like twenty-seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
it's, what is he? What is he there? He's 28. Near, yeah, nearly 27. Oh, nearly 27. Nearly 27. Wow, he's an old 26. <laughs> You're not that old, man. But all these guys in, in the contest are either year one hey, or year Hey, Juan Anderson's older than Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's messed up, man. <laughs> but, he, but he's early in his NBA career, right? Yeah, that's is, right. Is this year two for Juan Toscano Anderson? I think you're right. And, the, and every guy here, uh, Obi Toppin, obviously year two, Jalen Green year one, yeah. and uh, year what for Cole Anthony? Is it year three for him two. already? He's two, isn't he? I think yeah, 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 he's two. He's in yeah. the, uh, the Rising Stars. Yeah, that's right. Right. So, yeah, you got to be in year one or year two to go in this thing. That's the uh, weird thing. I have been trying to find out how are they doing the scoring this year? Because uh, you might remember, because it sounds like you were uh, maybe recently looking at it. The final scoring last year in the finals, like because maybe because they only had three guys, then the two went to the finals, and they did it differently. Each guy got one dunk to throw yeah. down. There was no score on it, and then the judges had to pick who had the better dunk. Mm. Right between uh, it ended up being like a three-two split. Obi Toppin got two votes, and then Anthony Simons got three. Um, so I wonder if they'll continue to do that do you like that idea instead of like at least in the finals part yeah well i guess because then you're comparing really comparing i guess they're trying to get away from just the like well this guy's got this number now so the other guy you sort of have to give him a certain number if you think he had a better dunk do you know what i mean whereas now it's almost like that was just a better dunk or or they're just trying to get away from the uh a bunch of tens all the time yeah and then they just have to keep dunking and dunking and dunking because you can't in theory tie if you do it that way yeah between the two yeah, okay. it's tough, man. It's tough. They've tried the sprite. They've tried the fans. They've tried the fan vote. No one was happy no, with that. So don't ever let the fans. Yeah, vote. just have one person decide. <laughs> just have one person. Dwayne like, Wade. Yeah, to say yep, you won. Okay. Oh, uh, Aaron Gordon would not like Dwayne Wade being <laughs> the judge. I just hope everybody brings it on their first dunk. Obi Toppin has apparently had a dunk we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Got to put it down. You got to do it, man. Famous line here is, yeah, first quarter doesn't matter. Well, the first dunk matters. You can win this thing with the first dunk. You can. You can just win the crowd. If you do something special, then you've got this this bias over everybody else. Everybody will think you can do it. Just first dunk. Or else you lose the crowd, you lose everybody. Yeah, it's true. And Stanley, even last year, again, no crowd, so different circumstance. But um, he had an awesome first dunk. If you, if you remember, is it was incredible. Like, the guy had stupid hops. But then his second dunk, he couldn't put it down. Like, he missed and missed and missed, and then finally just threw down somewhat of a normal dunk. And that hurt his score, and then he wasn't going to the finals. You gotta gotta execute them. You gotta make right. your dunks. You do. Gotta so. make your dunks. At the very least, having it not be at the halftime of the All-Star game is gonna be a Yeah, it's gonna be better. <laughs> and, but when you... when I like the idea of waiting until after seeing the dunks to judge them, but I don't like the idea of there not being ties, because... That was that, awesome. Yeah, I drop ties. Yeah. You're like, okay, cool. Let's roll them back out here. So, uh, yeah. You, don't, don't you hope they don't do that, yeah. But it's also like, it's almost like they should judge every round after all four guys go. You know, like everybody does their four dunks. That one was a 50. That was a 48. That was it's, a 47. I, that was a 45. I sort of agree with that because, again, whoever does dunk first, usually if you go back and look at all the uh, dunk contests, the score is like generally lower than you would oh, expect yeah. because they're just like well that's the first dunk of the yeah. night they're not they can't compare it against anything I'm gonna go with a nine on this yeah, one they, there they, might be something yeah they, they tend to play it safe and again like the Stanley first dunk I think that's exactly what happened it was like it got scored and you're like what that's sort of it and then you saw the other dunks like oh that was probably better so yeah we'll see we'll be watching regardless I love the dunk contest I don't care who's in it I know some people are over it but I'm a sucker for it uh, well speaking of all-star weekend here had a late headline slip in. We're actually giving it to Nick DePaula, who maybe started his own website, for all we know. Uh, it's by way of Twitter. NBA overhauls its All-Star Weekend trophies. And, uh, J.D., I think you've got the photos here. we got a new All-Star Game MVP trophy. Again, named after Kobe Bryant. So there's a look at that one. And then there's some, like, there's a new skills challenge trophy. Yes. As well as a new three-point trophy. So I guess they're not touching the dunk contest trophy, which is good. I mean, that's a... That's a beauty, so I hope they don't mess around with that. Um, yes, here's a look, a close-up at the uh, the three-point contest trophy. So I guess, you know, Tass? I love them. You're loving all of these? I like the Very first glamorous. two. I, I don't mind the Kobe one for uh, yeah. for the MVP as well. Yeah. It looks like a, how they're little, connected. a little like the Stanley Cup, does it not? The shape of it? As it builds <laughs> up? What? I suppose, yeah. yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, it's clear, though. <laughs> it is clear. It's true. But you can't put anything in it. You can't and drink put anything out of it. in yeah. it. No. Yeah, that's the best part about the uh, 
the dunk contest trophy, like our man Brent Barry did, he cut it in half and made it a chip bowl. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it's uh, yeah, shape of a basketball. So yeah, I guess when it comes down to it, every winner gets the trophy, a, you know, a replica version of it. And so this is a cool mantelpiece. We're looking at the most valuable player for the All-Star Game, named after Kobe Bryant here. The multi-tiers, it's nice to have on the mantelpiece. It's pretty big. It's like two feet tall. Yeah, it looks Decent really big. size. I mean, not the size of a Stanley Cup, but uh, it's pretty big. What do you think, Trey? You like uh, this one or all these other ones we were showing there? Yeah, I suppose I like these fine. Um, the previous All-Star MVP trophy, it's just kind of like a like a clear, flat basketball, yeah. right? So I yeah. do like the idea of upgrading it, making it a little bit uh, more substantial. It yeah. looks all right. Why didn't they do the dunk contest one, though, if they did all the other ones? Maybe they were just like, it's too iconic, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's my best guess. I, I, yeah. It is good. I don't think you need to really. Yeah, I guess it was the best one. What was the three-point contest yeah, one before? Lee, what, do you, what was it? Any idea? Uh, I can't remember. I'm trying to think what they they would sort of sit there in the press conference afterwards. Was it just the ball, maybe? That's what the dunk contest (laughs) one is. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Well, really? that, 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 that makes it super <laughs> weird no, to me no, that they no, would. I think, I think the only memorable one is the dunk contest, and yeah. that's why you think the three point contest one is a ball. Yeah. I can't remember the three point dunk. The three point shot. Definitely don't remember the skills challenge. One. Oh, no, you're, <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. Is I mean, it's almost no, it's, it's almost ball. identical, really, though, to the dunk contest one. Pretty similar. The, mm. Oh, it's the, a ball. The little pedestal or whatever base, and then yeah, golden ball. Okay. Huh. So now they're gonna have this one, Lee. You're you're the three point shooter. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, Make a mistake. I mean, I don't it looks know. like a cologne bottle. Yeah, to me, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, I, I look. Uh, Steph broke the record last year. I want to see if uh, he can break the record again this season because I think he will go. And I don't think uh, it's been announced there yet. No, but, we don't uh, know the participants. Uh, uh, that looks time. almost like a building, sort of of some description, you know. And that, it's like, you know what it looks like uh, where uh, Clark Kent used to work at the uh, Daily Planet. Was yeah, that where, yeah. You know, that's what it looks like there. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Okay. Man, man, that makes that, now it makes me a little upset that they didn't change the dunk contest one, <laughs> especially if the three point one and the skills challenge match. I don't remember what the skills challenge uh, trophy used to look like. I'm guessing a gold ball though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just guessing. So why do they keep the dunk contest? I don't know. Okay. Uh, bring back the horse trophy. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just <laughs> a plastic pink? horse in yeah. a in a box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, final headline here. Um, from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Skeets and Kirby return to court after long layoff. Wow. Wow. Is this news? Wow, no. (laughs) No, this isn't news, but no Hawks game last night, so they had to cover something. (laughs) Great to be back with the boys, right? Oh, man. Yeah, first time playing pickup hoops in, I think we said, like, it's over 700 days. Wow. That long. I I, I saw you tweeting saying, like, you are feeling great last night. I was like, that's a bit of a... No, mistake. What do you mean, feeling great? Well, after the game, no well, I injuries. I said update, no injuries. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> say, uh, come on, you're old enough now to know that the injuries don't happen after the game. It's like now. So how are you feeling right now? No, the injuries happen while you're playing mm. as well. Well, I yeah. Pay for but, all my CLs, like yeah, MCLs. Yeah. And I just ACLs think it's more you feel it more when you wake up in the morning. Oh, I actually like, don't feel too bad, oh, but good. I always find it's the second day after. I'll right. feel worse tomorrow. Right. It's a weird right. thing. Man, this AJC reporter is going to have to be on this for three days. Monitoring the injuries. Yeah. Congrats for that scoop, though, to the AJC reporter, whoever. When are we going to get you guys out there? Oh, yeah, one day I'll come along. Same gym. (laughs) Same gym, man. Court court was nice. Was it? Oh, my God. Yeah, they just cleaned it. Beautiful. The the kids were just playing on it. (laughs) Well, the kids were were playing on it before. How were the nets? Dude, you've never been to this? Yeah, I've been there, but uh, one of the nets was kind of broken down. That's that's fixed, man. pure nets. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. yeah. I'll get back out there. These balls look like they hadn't been dribbled in two years either. They were nice. (laughs) They were nice. Uh, And I know what you're wondering. uh, You know, how was the basketball? It was rough. It was rough. Not a lot of jump shots made. It was a lot of interior work. Trey played well inside. Nah. Trey, Trey, oh, by the way, Trey was tracking how many rebounds he was grabbing (laughs) on the night. Yeah, I I was a little pissed. Uh, We played four games. We played for 55 minutes, only 15 rebounds. I was going for 20. I wanted that big beef, but Skeets grabbed like the first three rebounds. I was like, come on, man. I did. I I thought we had an agreement here. I got Russell Westbrook. I'm Steven Adams. Come on. It was so funny, though, to hear a man in pickup basketball be like, 
four, <laughs> five. <laughs> like counting your rebounds? Uh, yep. Yeah, well, that's great. That's great. It's got the passion still there. Was there any uh, clashing? I mean, sometimes you yeah, know. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I dove for a loose yeah, ball last night. He hit the night. ground. So stupid. You think that's dumb? Another guy dove on top of me, smashed my head on the ground. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Post-game press conference. I was sitting down. They asked me, what'd you think of Kelvin diving on your head? I said, that's unprofessional, man. Yeah. Disrespectful to be diving like that. I know we're all trying to make a living out here. Oh, I got to go to real yeah. work the next day. Wow. <laughs> I wish there was some cell phone footage of that one. That yeah. would have been great. Yeah. It was pretty good. Uh, oh, a lot of fun. I, uh, final, final note on this, because I know no one really cares. I hadn't played in so long, obviously. Yeah. I honestly, I didn't know what to do on defense. I forgot how to play defense. I'm like, obviously playing my guy, sort of tracking uh, him, and he was like, he lives around on the three-point line, so that was okay. But I'm like, am I helping? Am I yeah. coming over? I was just like so out of sorts. Wow, what are we running on defense? I, on, I was like, I'm useless. I'm like, Trey, you better stay in front of your guy because I'm not coming over. Because I uh, That's father time coming for you, man. I mean, it was... You don't have to play defense when you turn 40. You're uh, 40 now, aren't you? I'm 41. Oh, Jeez. Don't worry about defense yeah. anymore. I still want to play defense. I, I want to bring that to the league. You know? <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I'm sticking around in this league. I can't believe Trey was diving on a ball. I could This is was like, what's going on, man? I, mean. I was just doing the dirty work last night, mate. That's it. <laughs> Setting screens, rebound, rebounding, and diving on the floor. All the things I hate. Oh, basketball, man. I love talking about basketball for a living, but nothing beats playing it still to this day. I hope that never changes, even when I'm your age, Lee. It won't. It won't. <laughs> it's a great game. It's a great game. I All agree. Right. We're going to take our final break when we come back. A fun tweet of the night. Pick them results, so don't go anywhere. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com slash no dunks today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better h-e-l-p.com slash no dunks this episode of no dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Today's Tweet of the Night comes from inside the building. I believe this uh, is pronounced Toss Malas. Mm, that's it's right. a tweet from Toss Malas, who shows mm-hmm. us an incident in last night's Celtics game uh, where some boots <laughs> where some boots <laughs> got straight up dirtied by some powder here. You're going to have to pay close attention. Uh, Jason Tatum, like, 
angry, throws down a bottle of powder. Is that a bottle? I don't know. You carry yeah, a powder and whatever it is. And it explodes all over this guy's feet. <laughs> just coating his feet. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, baby powder. Yeah, man. Yeah. It looks like they're fingerprinting for a crime scene here. <laughs> the crazy thing to me is that he didn't like instantly bend over and start cleaning yeah. his boots. Yeah, the guy was like, he, he just sat there. Would you be mad if this happened to your boots? I think you would just react. I don't know if I'd be yeah. mad, but you definitely yeah. would. Like, oh, like wow! But yeah, he's just like stone cold. Like, like I guess out. I got Potter boots now. Yeah, mm. what can he, I do? He was loving it. <laughs> I think he was startled. He, uh, Jason Tatum, was close to him. If you watch the footage, he's just huge smile, ear to ear. I don't. I guess um, from our camera angle, you see the powder on the boots, but I don't. I don't even know if he knew. Yeah, maybe he didn't know. I don't think he knew. <laughs> Finally, looked down. He's like, what? <laughs> Bootman. Were you the first person that noticed this? I, th I think I'm the only human in the world that noticed this. I think. I don't know. Well, I mean, this is the perfect task Mellis sort of noticed yeah. to oh, me. Sure. Something yeah. in the background, and it's barely even on screen, because oh. you couldn't even go with, like, the full screen picture of it. You just had to go for a, a 9 by 16 I saw with your tweet there. But it made its way around to, like, your House of Highlights channel and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Jason, Tatum, man. Jason Tatum retweeted it. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's yeah. how it there got around for sure. But you can see the smile in that guy's... His eyes are smiling behind the mask, even. Mm. You can see his <laughs> smile. He's just pumped to have that powder on his boots. And as I said, his boots look 10 million times cooler after the powder. <laughs> oh, you like that little Keep speckled like that. look? Yeah. It's, weather, it's weathered. You know, like these boots <laughs> so have why, seen some yeah. shit. That's yeah. why he didn't stop brushing he's off. He's like, yeah. damn, this yeah. is good. Well, didn't Jason Tatum say he's going to get him some yeah. new boots? He said, I'm going to buy you some new <laughs> boots. Some new boots. Or no, he said he's going to give him some game-worn yeah. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing not new, just game-worn. He, know, he knows he likes his stuff old and used, <laughs> I guess, because he didn't clean off those new boots. Yeah, those look way cooler, for sure. Congrats to that guy. <laughs> My bad, bro. He says. <laughs> yeah, Very funny. Great. Uh, pick em results from last night brought to you by BetMGM. Thunder Mavericks was our game. It was a big line. Dallas was favored by 11 and a half. And again, I sat here and I doubted myself yesterday. Because a lot of us took Dallas. I, ah, Jesus. I put too much thought into this. And I was right. You got to pick with your gut. Pick with your heart. And uh, Lee did. Because you took OKC. Is that what you did, or did you just swerve because everybody else took Dallas? Bit of both. Yeah, nice. Well, you're 2-0. Nice victory as uh, OKC not only covered, they, of course, won in overtime. Thanks to Dort. Um, so that's a loss for me and Trey, 1-1, one and, one, and a loss for Tass, who's 0-2 here in the month of February. So what's tonight's game? Well, we got a six-game schedule that's comprised of four regularly scheduled games and two makeups, Bulls Raps and Heat Spurs from earlier in the season. Uh, I went with a big line again because I'm just on a big line kick. The Timberwolves visiting the Detroit Pistons. Pistons are seven and a half point dogs at home, so we'll just have to lose by seven or less. And there you guys go, picking the better team again. <laughs> Skeets, Trey, and Lee taking the Wolves. You know, I left it out there. I didn't know who I wanted to take, so uh, you guys took the first first crack at it. Mm -hmm. All you guys took the Wolves, so I said, all right, who the heck knows what's going to happen. I got the Pistons, plus seven and a half. All right. Nice Got to keep it close enough. Good swerve, Good he says. Swerve. He likes Good it. Suns-Hawks on TNT. It's a nice one. And then Lakers-Clippers, not as nice. Not also as nice. on TNT. Not as nice. But before those games, tonight we find out the All-Star Reserves. Mm -hmm. And if you uh, have yourself an athletic subscription, you can jump on a live room immediately after the uh, All-Star Reserves are announced. And I'm going to be uh, talking to the people. Uh, about obviously who was picked, who was snubbed. You guys can jump on, ask some questions. So uh, keep your eye on that and get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. I know you guys have done that, uh, talking to a couple other beat mm -hmm. writers really and fun. stuff like that. Yeah, it seems like a blast. So I'm excited for that tonight. That'll be around, I guess around 7.30 Ooh. p.m. Eastern. Oh, oh, oh. Tough timing, Skeets. Bulls Raptors, 7.30. Ooh, I'll have to, Game of the night. have to keep my eye on that while I'm talking to the people. Might turn into a Bulls Raptors live room. I might hop in. We got a question <laughs> here from Trey K. <laughs> <laughs> seems Kirby like a familiar name. Yurt uh, Kirby used to do post-game stuff back in the day. That's right. Yeah. Uh, email your questions into nodunksattheathletic.com and check out yesterday's Beach Steppin' Podcast if you haven't already. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at No Dunks Inc. We will be back tomorrow for the Drop Podcast. Can you believe it's Friday already tomorrow? Yeah. Can you? Yeah. It's gone normal for you. It's been a long week. Oh, it's it? just flew by for me. But uh, we'll be here 10 a.m. Eastern live to talk about the All-Star Reserves, I'm sure, and the games on tonight, and any other news in the NBA. So join us then. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. 
Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you have an athletic subscription, you can also read Air Crean's oral history on Fred Van Vliet and his upbringing and why he's going to be named an all-star for the first time in his career. Bet on Fred. Bet on your athletic subscription. <laughs> it's a good time. Brace the day, people. <laughs>